are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now Joshua, you see, God told Joshua how to prosper. And you know, Joshua is remembered primarily, I suppose, for two or three things. And that is that he made the sun stand still. No man had ever done that. And he fought the battle of Jericho, you know. You know, it reminds me one time of the story I heard about the guy named Joshua they brought up in court. And the judge looked down and saw his name was Joshua. He said, are you the Joshua that made the sun stand still? He said, no, sir, I'm the Joshua that made the moon shine still. (laughs) But you see, Joshua was remembered for three things. And that was making the sun stand still, fighting the battle of Jericho, and entering into the promised land. Well, he didn't do it by just sitting around and saying whatever God wills. He did what God told him to do. Now, let's look at the word in 2 Corinthians. Go with me to 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. Because Paul makes a statement here. We're talking about believing God and speaking the things that we believe. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed. Notice, I believed. Not going to believe. I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. So it's important that what we believe we speak. Now, there's more to it than just saying it, but yet saying it is an important part of it. And you see, back in the 70s when we began to teach the word of faith and share the importance of saying the things that God said, there was really a revival of the word over the nation of getting our tongues in line and saying what God said. But sometimes people misunderstood it and they carried it too far and they said, all you got to do is say it. Well, there's more to it than saying it. But yet the saying it is still just as important as it ever was. It's as important as it was with Joshua. It's as important as it was with Abraham and all of those Old Testament characters. We resist the devil with the word of God. We say what God said about it and we resist the enemy with it. And that's important when we come to believing God is to know how to resist the devil because there will be things that will come against you in life that will seemingly just absolutely bowl you over and run you over. And sometimes people say, well, you know, I guess it's the will of God. But no, the Bible says resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Now, if you don't resist him, then the indication is that he won't flee from you. And there is no scripture in the New Testament or as far as I know anywhere else in the Bible that says pray for God to get the devil off of you. It is our responsibility to do that. And that's why our words are so important because we release faith in our words. Hebrews, the fourth chapter, says that the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. To the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and joints of the marrow is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. God's Word is quick, it is powerful, it is alive. One translation says it's a living substance. It is a living thing. It is quick and it is powerful. It is more powerful than any two-edged sword. Anything that anyone speaks against you, the Word of God's more powerful. Now, if you get people talking about you, 
Well, now you watch and see. He'll lose every dime he puts in that investment. You just watch and see. You get a bunch of people believing that against you. If you don't know the word of God, you're in trouble because they're releasing spiritual forces of destruction against you. But if you're quoting God's word, no weapon formed against me will prosper. Whatever I do will prosper. I'm like a tree planted by the rivers of water. It will nullify their speaking. But you see, if you don't know that, there's people putting curses on you. And they probably don't know it. Now, notice with me, Hebrews, the fourth chapter. Verse 2, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. Now, this is talking about the children of Israel when they were headed for the promised land. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Now, see, God says that the reason the children of Israel didn't enter into the promised land is because the word that was preached to them didn't profit them because they wouldn't mix any faith with it. Now, the indication is here that the gospel was preached to us as well as unto them. Somebody said, well, I didn't know that God had given us a promised land. Well, certainly he has. Every promise in this book is your promised land. And you can enter into it or you can spend 40 years in the wilderness like the children of Israel did. But it's God's will for you to enter into it, see. But if you don't speak and mix some faith with what God said, then you're not going to enter into the promised land the same as the children of Israel didn't enter into it. It's not that it's not God's will for you to have the promises that are in this book manifest in your life. But it's the fact sometimes that we just simply don't mix any faith with what God said. God said, give and it shall be given unto you. And some people give and say, well, you know, I just love God and I like to give, but I don't expect anything in return. Well, you probably won't get anything. That's an unscriptural way to give. You don't give just to get, but when you give, you should expect and believe to receive. Because that's the way it works. Now, you see, no farmer would go out here and plant a crop of corn. And work it all year and say, oh, I'm just so humble. I just want to be humble. God's blessed me so much. I have such a great blessed corn crop out here. Oh, it'd probably make 200 bushels of the acre, but I'm just going to be humble and just plow it all under. Hey, that's not humility. That's stupidity. <laughs> and if the farmers of this nation did that for a couple of years, we'd starve. So mix faith with what God said. It's important that you add your voice to what God said because it'll strengthen your faith and it'll cause you to be fully persuaded that what God said will come to pass. But it won't happen just because it's in the Bible. Go with me to Proverbs, the fourth chapter. Let's read from verse 20. Well, let's back up to verse 18 because there's something here that I believe the Spirit of God would have us to share along with this. Proverbs 4, verse 18, But the path of the just is a shining light that shineth more and more unto a perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness, and they know not at what they stumble. Now, whether you realize or not, we're living in a day and time when there's darkness on the face of the earth. The Bible said there will be gross darkness. Now, there's been a lot of people misunderstood that prophecy, and they've decided that, oh, it's just going to get dark, and we're going to all be swallowed up in darkness. No, it's the world that's going to be swallowed in darkness. But you see, while the world is wandering in darkness and know not at what they stumble, the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto a perfect day. When there is gross darkness, we will walk in greater light than we ever walked before. 
For the day is at hand, saith the Lord, when the wisdom of God shall flow throughout the land, and the knowledge and the truth that shall be put forth into action in this day shall enlighten the hearts of men and women that take heed and act upon my word. For the truth shall be revealed, and knowledge shall flow in the land, and darkness shall be side by side with light. But the light will not bleed into the darkness unless they call for the light, saith the Lord. And the darkness shall not overflow the light, for it is impossible for it to do so. So walk in the light that's revealed, and more light shall come, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. So the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more to a perfect day, but the way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not in what they stumble. Now listen to the instruction. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life to those that find them, and health are healing to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a forward mouth, and perverse lips put far from thee. Now, perverse lips and a forward mouth is to speak things that are not true. Crooked speech. Saying things that you don't believe. Saying things that are just making conversation. Now, Jesus had something to say about that. He said, let your yea be yea and your nay nay, and anything more than that cometh of evil. And you see, the devil's programmed our vocabulary to try to water it down to where we wouldn't believe what we said would come to pass. Now, it's not that saying some of the things we say is all that bad, you know, tickle me to death. Doesn't mean you're going to die just because you said that. But you see, when you say things that you don't mean and don't believe, it gets you to the point that you don't release faith in any word you say. And see, that's the plot of the devil, to get you to the point where Mark eleven twenty three, the principle of the God kind of faith, won't work for you. Because you don't believe what you say will come to pass. So it's important to proclaim what God says and not speak things that you don't believe will come to pass. It's not that it's so wrong what you said, but it is that it works an evil in your life in that it'll nullify and destroy your faith in the other words you want to speak. When someone calls and says that Uncle Leroy has gone to the hospital and it looks like he's going to die, and it comes time for you to speak a word of faith, then there's no faith in your words. Because you've talked all this other stuff and didn't release any faith in that. So the human spirit is trained not to release faith in the words you speak because it would be a detriment to you 90% of the time. You resist unbelief with a word of faith, you see. Now someone's made this statement. That you can't keep the devil putting doubt in your mind. But doubts will die unborn unless you speak them. But when you speak them, you give birth to unbelief sometimes. Because, you see, you can have doubts in your mind and faith in your heart. And your faith will work. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Trust you've been blessed by the Word of God. Now, all of this week we have book and CD offer number 7505. It's a book and a CD. The book is a 49-page paperback entitled Faith That Will Not Change, plus a single CD entitled What About Job? Book and CD offer is $15 plus $4 postage and handling. 
a total of $19. Now, you know, you always hear people say, well, what about Job? You know, God took everything he had, and he may do you the same way. No, go back and read the book of Job. It's true that Job said, the Lord giveth, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But you have to realize that Job couldn't read the first chapter of Job and find out that it was the devil that did it. And somebody said, yeah, but God allowed it. Well, the scripture says that God said he's already in your hands. The very accusation that Satan brought against God said, you've hedged him about on every side and I can't get to him. I can see God standing there grinning saying, yeah, I did it. That's me. I did it. But see, Job broke the hedge because he operated in fear. He said, the thing I have greatly feared has come upon me. The thing I was afraid of has come unto me. So you realize that Job had something to do with what happened, and Ecclesiastes, the 10th chapter, states that he that breaketh a hedge, a serpent shall bite him. And God had hedged Job about, but he broke the hedge down with fear. You need to know that God's on your side. He's not against you. He's not going to take everything you own, but the devil will if you allow him to. That's offer number 7505. It's a book and a CD. The book is a 49-page paperback entitled Faith That Will Not Change, plus a single CD entitled What About Job? It's $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.